Welcome back to <laughs> The Meaning of the Meaning of Mariah Carey. Me, I am a memoir. This is Fab. That is Posh. We are in the middle of our Breaking It On Down glitter. Um, <laughs> we, uh, I think because we, we had some Mimi moments last week, so we've blown out a lot. I'm oh, not blaming well. the album. <laughs> I'm blaming Mariah. <laughs> we, have, we have blown glitter. <laughs> I'm you have Buster rhymed. <laughs> so uh, no Mimi moments this week. We are just going to break it on down, and we're starting this with this very next track. Um, let's hit up a little. Last night, a DJ saved my life. Um, written by Michael Cleveland, featuring Buster Rhymes, DJ Clue, and Fabulous, um, which is a cover of um, the song by In Deep which was Tina Arena's studio album in 1997. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have a video. So I'm going to hit us up with a video, which yeah. is Mariah flips a vinyl and chills in a limo. Sparkly bikini. I think Virgin had given up by now, but Mariah wanted to do a video. So she just did it herself on a Nokia 3310 while she flips through CDs. Mariah has a Latoya Jackson sailor hat on. The end. <laughs> So that was the whole video. That's the whole video. Yeah. <laughs> but there was something very much like, well, I want to do the video. Yeah. So I'm I'm in the back of the limo. That's fancy. That's very fancy. It's like I'm going to a club. Mm-hmm. So we'll do it like that. Um, the first note that I wrote was, it's the follow-up to killing me softly with his schlong. <laughs> <laughs> because last night a DJ saved my life with his schlong. Oh, I see. Um, I that's see. all I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to let you talk first because I have a whole spiel for this song. This song is hot. Like, it's... <laughs> there's, I, it gets me... Is, is that the Paris Hilton hot? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, like, sexy hot. Um, So, I already loved this song. Like, Last Night of G- DJ Save My Life is one of my favourite. You know, if it comes on, I have to dance. Like, I love it. Like, the original. And if this one comes on, equally. But there is something about the timbre of Buster Rhymes' voice that vibrates me somewhere that oh, wow. makes everything feel amazing. Interesting. <laughs> like, he's so deep and resonant and just, <laughs> he, he's relentless on this song. Like, it's just, it's all Buster Rhymes, really. Well, I have notes, that's specifically what I have notes about, but I think we've got opposing, opposing views, views. <laughs> First of all, how do you feel about Mariah's rap break at the end of the song? Yes, I did enjoy that part. It's like the in the mix bit, which I did quite like from this song. You don't but need to trouble your compare. brain. <laughs> it can't compare. There is a build up to prison. There's there's a rap at the beginning, and then there's a build up, and there's a rap. Whereas in the this one, she's just joining with a bunch of other rappers. Really. Yeah, it's just like we're just kind of vibing. Yeah. Like whereas it's like I don't know. I feel like Prisoner was like it was direct. <laughs> it, it was, was urgent. purposeful. It was declarative. <laughs> <laughs> I will be your prisoner, baby, of your love. <laughs> no more. No more. Yeah, Etc. cetera. Um, all right. So I'm going to go into what I wrote for this one because there's highs and there's lows, guys. Um, because it, like the, her rap on this has a very blondy vibe, the cars and the Mars yeah, and the blah, look, blah, blah. Look, Mariah's bit of this whole song, heaven. Yeah. Here for it. I also really, I really enjoy 
the intro and the rap coming in. Mm-hmm. I think that that works really nicely. I think this beat works really nicely with a rap. Um, I really like Mariah's smooth vocal. I didn't need as much, some, but not as much of the, yeah, woo! Oh, I like ha! that. I mean, that's a very <laughs> DJ Clue kind of thing. Like, it's, I think it must be. Yeah. It's a very DJ thing. I just thought it took away from the otherwise chill dance vibe of it. It's, it's kind of like a sit back kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have minded that so much if it came in gradually. And then by the end, he's yesing and wooing and, and haing all over the shop. See, for me, I it like just felt his... like someone's constantly ordering more drinks. Like, just... <laughs> Yeah, the VIP section, and I think that's the thing. (laughs) I did write, like I, I don't remember how it happens in the movie, but I envision it was as the DJ at the club fancying himself a rapper and going, "I'm just gonna kind of yell over this Mariah Carey track." It is fine. It is how it's done. done. Um, So it just made me feel like I actually quite like Buster Rhymes, especially his stuff with Mariah. Mm -hmm. Um, It just felt a little bit like maybe. Everyone else was a part of the song. And then they're like, oh, he's, a fa- he's down the road. We'll just get him. Come on. <laughs> we'll pop you on um, in those moments. So the parts that are more um, like the, the, what do you call it? Like call and response stuff yeah. works fine. And I think that's really nice. Mm. Um, it's just, uh, it was a little much for me. I don't need that many years. Oh, like know, we're I not Usher. Um, I love it. <laughs> um, and I do wish if that, if, if they'd not gone down that route, mm. I would have happily stuck with you know the song exactly as it was mm. but because they did go down the yeah woo right i kind of wish that maybe mariah had a bit more of a moment at the end yeah uh, like a belt or something to be like this is my song again don't forget oh she has a little um, high note down the end she gets a little- so i maybe i just want an all mariah version I, I understand that impulse i understand that but i also yeah. you know a part of this is also makes makes me feel like buster rhymes had so much fun on this that he's called her in more than once for two very good songs of his own. True. And we might not have got those moments without these moments. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to say yeah, like 11,000 times and over then, this track. And then I'm going to get and Mariah then to come and songs. sing on top yeah. of one of me. Yeah. And I'm going to call her mummy. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's probably because I know that he can actually sing yeah. as well. Like, and, and he raps, but I don't know. There was something about when he actually kind of rapped in this, it was fine. It was just those calls constantly. Which, yeah. I was like, eh, um, so I, I did. I, I wrote that I, I wanted to like it maybe more than I did mm-hmm. um, because the beat's so good. Because I really love the intro and Mariah's vocal and stuff. So I went with a four point two five. Right. Yes. On it. Yeah. Look, I'm like again. It's a great song and I love it. But yeah, you're right. There's there's some things that you know. It's it's there are there are better disco songs on this album. There are better eighties sure. vibes on this album. So it's and I do love the original. And it's, you know, I don't, like, I like what Mariah's bringing to it. And I think if she just did it as a pure cover, like, which is what you're saying you would have rather heard, it would have felt just like, well, we've already got that song. <laughs> well, not even that, because I, I, I loved the intro rap. I, yeah. And really, I liked everything except for the yelling. Yeah. Um, and I even didn't mind that it was almost seven minutes, which is so that, rare for me. Because that kind of MC <laughs> um, performative you know, owning a song by just yelling things out on top of it (laughs) was sort of a a thing that was happening at the time, like in music, like it was become like you go to a club and the, the DJ was also an MC or there was an MC with the DJ and that's what you heard all night was 
that. See, that would annoy me. I'd be like, shut up. Shush. <laughs> I, I want to hear Mariah. I want to hear Gwen Stefani <laughs> sing bananas again. And yeah. Spell it to me. Stop spelling bananas. Well, Stop helping her with thing. the spelling. <laughs> I think that's the thing. It kind of reminds me of um, the days of LimeWire when you'd yes. be hunting down a new song and then you'd download it, but it's got music on demand over the top of it. <laughs> and like, oh, I just, I'll just get used to this because I want the rest of the song. Um, so, no, I did like that she was bringing rap into it quite a lot actually and i think it worked really nice Mm. um and i didn't mind her more relaxed vocal i thought it was really smooth it was just buster just can't you know turn it down to an eight i love i love love every every utterance (laughs) from his from his mouth um just because you're horny for buster i am he just does something to me i mean you know yeah and heart they don't even rhyme (laughs) um so yeah i'm also going to give this a 4.5 oh look out Mm. all right Next track, Want You, written by Mariah, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis, and Big Jim Wright. Oh, Big Jim Wright and his Big Jim Wright piano. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, so this was an interesting one. I um, Actually, I think this one actually features Eric Benet, but I didn't write that yeah. down. Um, I really liked how it started. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, this is interesting. This is going somewhere. And then it was like, no, I'm not. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was like... Again, I wanted to like it more than I did. It just didn't kind of go where I had hoped. And again, not a lot of Mariah. No, it's it's an Eric Benet song where she does yeah. a great duet with him. Like their voices are really simpatico, mm-hmm. but it just sort of, I feel almost like perhaps she couldn't go to certain places because he wouldn't be able to keep up. Maybe, let's say that. It <laughs> 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 Maybe it's not real. It's like, yeah, that's why. But it's a, it's a lovely duet, like as far as um, like a bog standard kind of duet goes. And, you know, it's it's part of the film. Like, you know, she does meet Eric Benet in the movie and they sing a song together. And this is the song. <laughs> the song. Um, so, yeah, I just thought anytime we get 80th since I'm here for yeah. it. Like that really gets me excited for what's to come. And I just think that they didn't quite capitalise on what, was there. Yeah. I think the ingredients were there. They just went, oh, well, let's just not do that. <laughs> and I was like, but I wanted you to do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I um, guess also you've got a couple of heavy ballads coming up. So it couldn't mm-hmm. be a big ballad. It had no. to be a more slightly funky, but not too, you yeah. know, dancey. Like it was, yeah, it kind of felt trapped between genres a little bit. Like it's, And I think when you've got something as urgent as Didn't Mean to Turn You On, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of this moment. It's hard to repeat it, yeah. I guess. Um, so for this one, I gave this a 3.75 out of 5. Yeah, I'm going to give this a 4. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, fine. it's not a bad song. But after Buster, you know, like if, it's like you want Eric Benet to be fulfilling the... Um, the Nads vibrating uh, <laughs> facility on this album, but Buster's already taken it over <laughs> yeah. by shouting oh at God. me incessantly and urgently oh, all throughout the whole last night of DJ Stefan. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and me just running out. The other, maybe oh, uh, yeah, maybe Buster. that's why. I, it, makes me think if you're, it makes me think if you're a Nad, so I'm running the other way. <laughs> vibrating more than the Nads love. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of getting away, the next song... <laughs> He's never too far away, and it's in brackets, from Adam's jump. Um, <laughs> never too far from my, far away. my Buster Tickled Sphincter. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Okay, so Never Too Far Away. Sorry, Never Too Far. Never Too Far. Written by Mariah, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis. Number 36 in Australia, again, the other side of the A-side. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually remember this at the time. Yeah. I remember the single and, and specifically the chorus. And I feel like I'd almost forgotten it. Yeah. But not in a bad way. I, I just... It's I think because the main bit that gets you is never too far away. Yeah. And it's quite it's quite a short chorus. So it doesn't sort of linger for too long. Yeah. But then you hear it again, you're like, oh that is nice actually. Yeah. Um so Which I think yeah, look, Jimmy I, Jam and Terry Lewis are very good at and Walter always added on too much at the end. Like sure. he always went for a key change and another chorus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they've gone, nah, get out at the big That's, note, love. That's just yeah, just do the thing. Yeah. Um so my You've arrived like at your destination, well, no need to do a blocky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Just park the damn car, all right? Reverse parallel, you're in. Um, so I did. I, I wrote that it's not my favourite ballad of hers, but I think it has a really nice spot on the album and a great vocal. Oh, the vocal is sublime. And again, it starts off cold, like uh, open arms. Like it's yes. that kind of just cold, breathy, open. And then by the end of the song, we are big, big vocals. We are belting. Yeah. We're whistling. It's all happening. Um I love this song, uh, although it is one of the more ridiculous moments in the film. So it oh, really? it never kind of, I can't really divorce it from oh, really? the bizarre <laughs> psychic songwriting and uh, mysterious arrangement and lighting plot that comes out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> so, well, I want to quickly point out, just in terms of the vocal, even around this time, I remember people saying, oh, she's not. She can't sing the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Or, or I don't know whether it was rain, probably mainly Rainbow, but then I was still listening to Rainbow, like the vocals yeah. are still there. But this is this vocal and a lot of the ballads on this album have really strong vocals. Yeah. And I'm like, it's still there. I know that she went into Honey Territory and Lover Boy and Heartbreak, yeah. which isn't as in your face. Yeah. But that's because she's it's doing not a, a big song. booming. Like she's yeah, doing a, 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 a song to be played in clubs. Like Yeah, and so I don't think it was a, a fair thing. Uh, thing for people to be saying no, when you've got songs like this on the album it's like what do you yes she can still sing what are you talking yeah. about like and this proves that they're all wrong and like i don't know if you're gonna go there go there now but like if you the arrangement she does for the hero medley yes we've, i've got that we can go there now. like the because she alters it slightly and kind of like gets from the beginning to the end in a really short space of time and whistles <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she gets a double whistle in of Never Too Far And it's Yeah It's it's like her vocal is amazing And it's a great ballad Like I think it's one of her best ballads Like as far as You know Like as much as I love Lead the Way I feel like Never Too Far is more Concise And more straightforward as a ballad yeah, it definitely is. And I don't know why it keeps reminding me back. To, we're just going back to Kelly. Mm. There's a Kelly Clarkson song called Don't You Want to Stay, which is a country song. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why I, I keep going into that in my head mm-hmm. from Never Too Far Away into that. Don't know why. But anyway, sorry. That's Never, Never Too Far for me head. is just, oh, oh. I'm like, that is not a lyric, Mariah, but I love you for it. Never Too Far Away. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and how do you how do you find the Never Too Far Hero medley? I do love it. I love yeah. that she's uh, changed the key of Hero, and it makes it more challenging for her to sing. Weirdly, but she it nails it. Yeah. She like every time I've seen her sing it, it's like, and you're still right on top of that. 
See, it's funny. I feel like we're noticing the same things, but having opposite reactions because I didn't like oh, it, didn't the hero like in the it. lower key. Oh. I think because because it is a, a more straightforward song, yeah, uh, written for someone who doesn't have the <laughs> range that Mariah has. Mm. I think the original key, for some reason, and maybe it's just because I've only heard this medley once. Right, you got to hear something it. so iconic about it. Yeah, about her original key, and I'm like, that's maybe the one vocal moment that she could add that no one else could. Yeah. Um, is like, well, I'm going to sing it up here. Yeah. <laughs> Gloria. Gloria. Um, so don't, I didn't hate it, but I didn't like it, you've, either of them, as much as the originals. If you if you really want to um, torture yourself, you've got to watch the one where she where they unveil the um, the stand at the... She's at like a big outdoor concert and she's singing it. And as she's singing the hero bit, they unveil... So all the bits of the, the stand at the stadium they're at are named after different, I guess, players who played there in the past. And they <laughs> unveil that this one is just named for the 9-11 heroes. Oh. And it's just like... Was that for the... Um, I think it was called... We talked about it. America. No, I know. This is a thing called Sorry. United We Stand, I think. Like, there were a lot of oh, concerts. Okay. There was a few. There okay. were a lot so she of was like, I'm going to smash out a bit of hero. For, yeah, and she sang this at almost all of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, she had to get, you know, get the... But yeah, I went in. I went down a deep um, YouTube rabbit hole of watching her sing that medley on various shows. <laughs> <laughs> one There's in Germany, fun. one in London. <laughs> All with her Farrah hair. All with the Farrah flick. It's amazing. And one on it, like, she did, like, a Christmas concert for a TV special. She sang it on there and had some, you know, kids up on the screen who'd been fostered and adopted and it was really cute. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just, I think it's just because it's a really good version of Never Too Far. Like, it's like, it doesn't outstay its welcome at all because it's only half a song. True, yeah. And the same with Hero. Hero sometimes is a song that you go, oh, is there another chorus? Because <laughs> 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 um, of the Athanasiev. And it's, and it feels kind of nice. And it's like, oh, it's, it's the best bit of both of those songs at once. And we're out. <laughs> And the curtain closes. Um, and she gets a triple so, whistle in as well. And some of them. Depends on the one you're watching, whistle. but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So for this one, I gave it a 4.5. 4.5. Yeah. No, look, Never Too Far is, it, it's pure Mariah. Like it is a pure Mariah ballad. So it can't be anything less than Infinity, I'm afraid. Okay. And look, I will say, I've only listened to a lot of these songs twice. Yep. And... So there's definitely room yeah. to grow. I had, this one I have many favourites like... on this album. Like, this was my favourite for a while. Lead the Way was my favourite for a while. Buster Rhymes was my favourite for a while. Like, you know, like... And that, talking about that, I really wanted to like Funkin that Funkin' for Jamaica was my favourite for a while. Like, all of them <laughs> were my favourite for a while. Um, but Reflections just, again, just I kept going back to it and just pressing the number one button. <laughs> number one, number one, number one repeat, number one. repeat, repeat. All right, we're nearly there, and we can, with editing, this will be fine. Yeah. Um, Twister, second last song on the album, mm. written by Mariah Harris, Lewis, and Wright. Um, not what I was expecting no. from that title. I was like, this is gonna be a fun, like, like a dub remix of something, no. like Daydream Interlude, and it was not remotely that. It was... It's this quite, it's a short and sweet ballad oh, moment. So sweet. <laughs> well, as in sweet sounding. Um, <laughs> But what's strange about this, why is this so familiar to me? It is, it reminds, look, it reminds me a little bit of Petals. Right. But I was like, I've heard this song before. The, and I don't know why. The music of it 
is a constant refrain in the film. Like whenever there's okay. like a moment kind of with something, it's like do 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 do. Like that 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 yeah, opening intro is used a lot throughout the film as like a motif. So yeah. it's like the you know when you hear the Titanic song at the end of that movie. You've yeah. heard that like, intro finally. so many times throughout the film <laughs> yeah. that when it comes on, you're like, on, a, on pan oh, flute. <laughs> this, is, this has got lyrics. <laughs> and that's the same with Twister. When you watch the film, like, okay. I don't think she, I don't remember her singing it in the film. Maybe she does at one point, but that little refrain happens so often that when you hear the album, you're like, oh, this song has lyrics. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, because I don't know. There was something about it. as soon as I was like, "Oh, I've heard, maybe it's in the book," and I was like, "But I was like, the name would have stood out to me." Yeah. And I don't think it was. But so I, but it's probably a mixture of that, mm. and, and, and again, it's just very reminding personal. me of it feels, um, and it's personal, it, and it reminds me of pedals. Yeah, it feels like, like I know this is meant to be about the mum, I guess. In the but does it not entirely feel like a song about Alison? And it's, it's the I cannot imagine that part all just sounds like something I've You know, before. it kind of has a, an edge of um, what's the Michael Massa song she does, the Diana Ross? Um, uh, mahogany? Yeah, it's got a, like an edge of Maybe. it's got that kind of just vibe be... of mahogany. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, uh, but it feels very personal. Like it feels. Again, listening to this in the wake of the book, I'm like, oh, well, that yeah. felt like, you know, like Reflections, it felt like, oh, it's a song from the movie about the characters. Yeah. And now it feels like, oh, no, this is a song about your ex-sister. Well, I don't think it's a coincidence that there is some, you know, uh, similarities yeah. <laughs> to Mariah's story and that of, of Billy. I know. Um, we changed some things, but I feel like... That's a reason. You kind of go, oh my way. God, if she'd been that more, if she'd been that upfront um, then as she is being now yeah. and candid, that this film would have been a very different thing and she would have been pushing harder for like, no, that and didn't happen like that's that. That's probably what was meant to happen. Yeah. Like she was developing this for a long time. Yeah. She was probably trying to tell her story, but it just became too much. Like you said, she almost turned it into a star is born. It's yeah. just easier. Um, but... I will say of the ballads, this is the one that I, I do. It just lightly goes out of my head a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, every time I've listened, I really like it. But for some reason, it hasn't stuck to me quite as hard as the others. But maybe just because it is it is short and, and quite sparse. Yeah. Um, and so maybe, you know, re-listens will help it stick into it, my it memory. It brought back so, a lot of memories for me listening to it today. It was like, oh, wow. I forgot about <laughs> that. I, I forget so many of these songs. I forgot how kind of impactful it was like how yeah. the vocals are really kind of she's not showing off too much it's like no you know like we said with um was it outside where we went it feels like she's so desperate to say this she doesn't want to detract from it by dancing around and you know by having any like vocal gymnastics because it's like no 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 i need you to hear the lyrics of this one i know with outside we talked about the production kind of taking away from it a yeah. little bit um, I feel like the two, it might've been looking in. I feel like that's the one yeah. where she's really raw. Um, yeah. and then pedals on rainbow as well. Yeah. I feel like there, and this kind of does sit nicely along. I don't know if it's as impactful. Lyrically, like songs, I know, but... like I talk about reflections being like a sequel to vanishing, mm. um, in that it's just her and a piano, but this one lyrically feels like vanishing part two. Sure. Like this one feels like 
oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so hurt by this situation. I have to now talk about her in the third person. Like, yeah, you know, because vanishing is addressed it's, it's, addressed it's directly. It's like a you, <laughs> yes, um, you're vanishing. Whereas this is, oh, she twisted went and threw it all away. She yeah. did this and she's doing that. It's like talking about someone who's no longer. Yeah. Part of things. So, yeah, it's a really, I really do love, like, lyrically, I think it's beautiful and and it's quite haunting. Like, it's a, you know, you think after a big ballad, like, Never Too Far, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that's it. Yes, yeah. And it doesn't feel like when when Never Too Far finishes and then this begins, you don't go, oh, another ballad. No. It's actually a nice, it's a different enough yeah. song. Um, so, for this one, I, I gave it a tentative 4.25, but I think it could grow on me. Yeah. So, I'm going to. Give it a moment. Uh, look, this is, a, again, because I probably, if I was doing this album from memory, if I was judging it from memory, I probably would have given it a 4.5 or, a, you know, 4.75. But it just kind of punched in my gut when I heard it yeah. again. And I, it pushed me into infinity straight away. Well, it must be interesting for you, especially, like, now, doing this after reading the book yeah. must be bringing things into a different Because I knew light. these songs and they were about characters. They, and, you know, she always said they yeah. were about characters. And you kind of suspected, like, well, any writing you do is you're drawing on what you know. Like, yeah. the best writing is drawing on what you know. So you go, oh, well, there's something in her life that she's applied to recognise this as a performer. But after the book, I'm like, yeah, none of this is... Uh, <laughs> this is about the character. What character? <laughs> this is about. This is really her. This is really her life, and it's yeah, and it feels very much like uh, she's talking about Allison, and it's yeah. yeah, it's hard. All right, on to the final track, and it's the first track again. Yay! Was which is Lover Boy? Circle. <laughs> full circle. Written by Mariah, Larry Blackman, and Thomas Jenkins, uh, which samples Candy by Cameo. Mm-hmm. Now I did get a little. Uh, Did you have deja vu? From an interview. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, but I got a tidbit from an interview where Mariah's talking about the sample issue. Mm-hmm. She said, let's just say they did me a favour. Um, she said, her voice rising in mock anger as she wagged a finger at no one in particular. <laughs> and, and they know who they are. And thank you, sweetie. Oh. And your friend who did it with you. Oh. Wow. And then in speaking about Irv Gotti who was Ja Rule's manager, mm. I, I believe. Um, he could have admitted that a year earlier and saved me a lot of grief, Kerry states flatly. Because yeah. we talked about this. I was like, he kind of gets off in the book. Yeah. And I was like, I wouldn't be letting... Like, I, I wouldn't know him either. I, yeah. I feel like I'd not know him harder <laughs> than some of the other people that she also doesn't know. Um, but, you know, like... So it was just interesting I guess to find that little moment. As she, as she found when she was at Sony, like, there's... There's very little room to manoeuvre. Like, you can't... There's no saying no to Tommy Mottola. Yeah. And I think Irv Gotti was in that exact same thing. It's like, well, what can I do? Like, he could have turned to Mariah and gone, I can't... I can't say anything. I can't do anything. Like, my mate that I'm supposed to be representing will have no career just as they're trying to do to you. So... Yeah, sure. What... Like, it's... That's the horror of a giant monopoly like that. It's... You, yeah. I just love sweetie. Sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do have um, the video, which is essentially the same as as the remix video, yeah. except we do have a trophy car room moment with more outfits. Yeah. 
Um, I also just want to point out that when I was doing the research, uh, as Mariah states in the book, it was the number one selling song of 2001. Just casually didn't mention the the massive price drop that (laughs) was put on it. I think it was sold for a very low price. Doesn't matter. It still sold more. (laughs) But it did. Um, So for me, like to bring it back to, you know, because I didn't fully go into it in um, the remix because it's kind of the same song. Um, The thing about this one, I feel like I'd like it and I find myself singing it around the house. It comes Yeah. All of that. Anyway. So all of that happens, but then it's almost like every time I listen, it doesn't quite fulfill what's in my head or something. I don't know what it is. But I. Probably missing Debrat. I'm missing her grandma. Um, <laughs> You're missing Debrat singing but a I sample think, that they're not using. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's also, I think it is simply the... Hate on me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, at the time, the narrative of what was happening kind of affected it. Yeah. And I think having had Mariah only, you know, a short 12, 18 months earlier doing Heartbreaker... In, in seemingly in such a position of power and yeah. her sexuality was very much claimed and being such a similar song, I think the narrative of Heartbreaker just won out in my head and my heart a little bit. And that was so, meant to be this song. Heartbreaker was meant to be on this album. That's true. Like that was meant to yeah. be the the yeah. lead song on Glitter yes, and I part of the that, movie. But I did include, I, I said that yeah. <laughs> in something and I forgot <laughs> it. But yeah, and so... So it, it's almost like you're, um, in trying to write another heartbreaker, you're, you're kind of setting yourself a really difficult task. Yeah. And, and then to have the, the sample Literally the narrative, the, the narrative was Mariah's crazy. And so I was 11. Yeah. So it's sort of imprinted what, it's that similar thing of, oh, she's, she looks like she's having so much fun. Yeah. And yet she's not. And knowing in the book that the, that video shoot was pretty much the beginning oh, of the end. grueling video Like shoot. it just, Ugh. there's something about it that just never quite sits well with me. Um, so I just go and listen to Heartbreaker instead. <laughs> it just has a happier <laughs> thing. So I don't know. It's I, I always liked it, but I never loved it, if yeah. that makes sense. I was never able to, even now, it still kind of just has a strange You know the other, one of the other great, because the song keeps coming up in the movie. And one of my favourite moments is it is the scene of an epic mic drop. Like, oh, yeah. uh, but a mic drop. I'm real. Mic drop. Mic drop <laughs> tanty. Like it is like a, oh, yeah. and like a really kind of, uh. <laughs> but also in a way that's like Mariah's. I know how much these things cost. I'm not going to throw it too hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was going to the other thing I I didn't comment on until now, uh, which came into my head earlier when we we're talking was when you said you went and listened to the Firecracker version a lot. Yeah. I went and listened to a regular song. Oh, and how did that after feel? this? I feel the same way about that song as I feel about this song. Right. It just it's kind of tainted. Like I said in. The, See, the court of ugly. law. <laughs> yeah, I, I I said in the court of law that I preferred the firecracker version of I'm Real to the Ja Rule version. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually true. I think it's just the sample's a good sample. So, it, again, in my head, it's really catchy. Yeah. And the video is a regular person 
just kind of going for a little bike ride and feeling very free. So it has this kind of positive thing. Whereas because of the jar rule of it all, that wasn't my favorite moment. Yeah. I kind of always thought, oh, I like that version more than that version. But going back and listening, I'm like, I don't really think it suits her voice. Um, I think. Or the, whoever's the voice that is. Well, it's her voice on the verses <laughs> and it's not her voice. It's not her voice on the chorus because they're the same background singers that always sing her, almost always sing her yeah. choruses. I don't, I don't think that is uh, ever questioned, right. um, but I just don't think it's the right song for her. The bit, the arm real bit with the other singers is really quite catchy yeah. and fun, but I don't think, I don't know. There's something about it that, Again, you just can't connect with it because I don't think she's connected with it because it's probably just here, sing this. And so there's no, or, or don't. Um, so there's just nothing. I feel disconnected from Loverboy and I feel disconnected from I'm Real. So I kind of feel it almost cancels them out and I just listen to other songs Yeah. Um, in the end. So we'll touch on that more when we get to the prolo. The prolo-ness <laughs> of it all. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really don't have a favourite of either. I think, obviously, Mariah's a better singer. There's no questioning no that. I think both songs are well enough produced. Yeah. They're both catchy. I don't think they're the best of either of them. Yeah. Um, I'm happy to sing along if they come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hate on it's, me. It's a funny Matches old... Matches you want to. You want. Maybe that's the best version, just Debrat's... Just Debrat. Sample like, rap. Debrat kind of lifts it in a way. Yeah. And, and Ludacris, it's so near, 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 near. It's really like almost childlike. Yes. It's quite funny. It's I again. I did not because I was not familiar with that sample because it was expurgated from this song, and I was not aware of regular work, um, <laughs> <laughs> and didn't hear it until the the yeah the Rarities album. I'm like, oh yeah, that is <laughs> <So> nasty. <laughs> Yeah. I like, like it. I like how yeah. bitchy it is. <laughs> and I do want to just be a fly on the wall of the conversations oh. for both of them. I would love to hear how they talk um, about each other. Yeah. Because people would bring them up to each other all the time. All the time. The and I mean, look. You regular don't have to say regular names to... in my house. <laughs> yeah. The regular person does handle it quite well in terms of just going, I have no issue. She's but I'm like, a very good actor. Like if you've seen Out of it's Sight, like you you'd know that she's a very good. I actor. haven't. I should. We'll watch it's it. It's her the best film. Pod. Yeah. Is it? I mean, I love a bit of uh, Monster in Law with Jane Fonda um, <laughs> and, and the chemistry. There, there was a very. Um, <laughs> <It's great science. laughs> yeah, the oh no, that's made him yeah. mad. <laughs> um, the in Monster in Law, it was it Michael Vartan, that guy from Alias, yeah. <laughs> who I played poker with there. one time. Oh, top. That's down. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was but, either him or Benjamin Bratt. That's whoever you get out when you get a big, yeah, a bigger yeah. female star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore needs to patch the teacher, <laughs> Michael Barton. <laughs> yeah. Madonna needs to be married to someone when she's having a, a gaby with her friend, oh Benjamin Bratt. <laughs> That's so true. He was in Miss Congeniality. Yes, he was. Um, He's always the, um, oh, yeah, he could have been someone. <laughs> there was, because um, you mentioned a regular person on Will and Grace, and they were in it a few times. Yes, yes, and yes. In the most and recent, really good at it. Like, yeah, really good in the in recent show. series, they were um, on Shades of Blue. And did you see oh, that where one? Jack where Jack was the dead body, yeah. Oh, my God. The moment <laughs> that they, they, they pulled them out and it was her, and she's like, this is how you do it, jackass. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, that was good. Yeah. Like, because you didn't, they hid her so well. Yeah. 
and you didn't even see the curls. Yeah. So it was like, and then her head pops up and I was like, oh, <laughs> yes. So that was a moment. I did enjoy but that. But yeah, I think um, she's a, a great actor. Um, I will not take that away from her. But Can't take that away. No. Regular's lesson. <laughs> she should stop acting um, like a singer. Not <laughs> well, that was role. the other thing in, 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 the real, in the real song. There was obvious use, like purposeful use of auto-tune, which was very strange going from Mariah yeah. to that. Even though it was, I think, a choice yeah. to have it there, it was like, oh, that's interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with that discography. Oh. Uh, you, so you are too excited for, about that, and I'm terrified. No, to be honest, having, I I don't. I've not flashbacks. really, <laughs> I've not really listened to any albums all the way through, except maybe one. Oh dear. So I think there's them. I don't expect to be infinity. <laughs> there'll be some infinity. Don't be, be wrong. Probably be an infinity. But, I might yeah, get excited about I, Let's Get Loud. <laughs> we love a bit of let's get out but yeah so i i'm not i don't know what's gonna we might leave that and you're like i'm 100 percent low and i'm mid-low i don't know um, <laughs> deload me <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah look in I'm the end posh, for all of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> posh raya esther carey <laughs> um so in the end, I just had to give it the same as I gave to the the remix, which is a four. I just, I just can't. I'm so, I'm too hurt. I'm too damaged. Yeah. From all of it, so that's where I went with. Well, it. without without Debrat, I feel like it's just missing a little something, something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to give this Unfinity, which is <laughs> um, <infinity>. Unfinity. <laughs> so it's been like definitized, but it's. Ma- not, it's not gone below infinity. Right. It's just infinity. <laughs> We're just getting dumber as the show. Our listeners must just be like, someone's got like a, an Excel spreadsheet. It's like I can't put they're not no not numbers at them. <laughs> yeah, it's me. No, it'll be you know it'll be you when you try to figure out your your you know twelve track Mariah album at the end of all. Oh, is that the thing going, we have to do? You mentioned, you said to me, we should do that, like a top 10 or a top 12, like, you know, make your own. Um, All right. So let's hit up some overall thoughts before we wrap this up. Thoughts in Zungary. What was, how did you, yes, how how were your Zungary thoughts (laughs) (laughs) in revisiting this album as a whole? As a whole, um, you know, uh, she talked about it in the book as a soundtrack album, as if it wasn't a proper studio album. And I get why, because it is schizophrenic. It is, it is, it's two EPs, it feels like. It feels like an 80s concept EP, as we've discussed, which is our handful of, you know, 80s disco funk, and it's amazing and I love it. Um, and then there's the ballads from the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ballads, you know, from a previous album, ballads from the next album. Like, it feels like it's it's very split in half. Um, but I love the order of the songs. I feel like the choice of where, where the songs go has been very, very beautifully curated in that, you like, you have your three disco party time and then it's like, all right, now we're having reflections. 
Like we're now yeah. we're, we're going to have a little breakdown for some crying at the piano, and then Buster Rhymes is going to scream. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's I I do yeah. I, I do love the the way it's been ordered. I think all of the songs individually are great. I don't feel like there's a stinker on there. There's no yeah. thank God I found you sitting down the end going look at me. I'm trying to be a hit. <laughs> I've, not, I've got 98 of the 100 degrees with you. <laughs> 98 <laughs> degrees and Joe. I'm just throwing everything at this one. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not overly fond of the book ending it with the Lover Boys because I feel like the sure. remix is fine. Like it's, yeah. it's, it doesn't, I don't think the, yeah, if anything, the remix adds so much more to it that the original just feels like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I like again some great surprises in there. I'd forgotten how much I loved Twister. Um, I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed that vocal run on "Lead the Way." Like it's just amazing, mm-hmm. and I'd never really clocked the disco flute before. <laughs> <laughs> now that's you're all about disco flute, and disco flute, and Mariah rapping. Mariah doing a Debbie Harry style eighties rap, and last oh, night a DJ you know saved my I life. Would... I would not have been mad if there was a little bit of rapture on here. Oh. Just quietly. Yeah, well, that, that, it feels like uh, Last Night at GJ Saved My Life feels like, you know, it feels like the choices of the 80s songs that they're doing. Like, I feel like it would have been, we could do rapture, we could do this. It's like, like I, I feel like there would have been a hundred songs I could have chosen. Yeah, true. Like, Funkin' for Jamaica is fun. Like, this didn't mean to turn you on. It's great. Like, it's a great album. Like, just- Maybe we can convince Mariah to do... Like to sample Rapture coming oh, up yeah. next or something. As part like, of her. I'll, I'll tweet it. More, more justice for extra glitter. For glitter 2. Yeah. Glitter <laughs> 2 plus. Glitter 2. Um, okay. <laughs> so my overall thoughts. Obviously going into it, I had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah, because you knew of justice. To it, really. I'd never listened to it. I, I knew of Justice yeah. 4. Um, but I'd also known of the, the drama. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not having the games. Um so what I, I've, I, I'll just read what I wrote, which was, there's no infinities for me, um, but I do think it's a consistently good play mm. from beginning to end. I, I can't say that about some of her quote unquote better albums yeah. where there is a stinker somewhere, you know. That you, kind of, you oh, think is a stinker. That I think is a stinker, the dreadful ones. Um, Beautiful ones is a great song. And, and I just found like, you know, I, I really liked the 80s stuff. Yeah. And I'm like... I kind of wanted even more of that, and I almost—it's um, as close as she's come to the um, that Gloria Estacari covers. Yeah, album, the, like. the concept. Yeah, yeah, the concept album, which I actually wouldn't mind because we've talked about a jazz album. Yeah, um, I would like a full dance club moment. Um, you know, where it's not remixes. It's I wrote this as a dance song. Yeah. Um, which she does a little bit in a couple of albums time, yeah. but um, just one or two. But um, I don't know. There's something about it that I think if Mariah did that kind of thing, she'd do it really well. Yeah. So that, that wouldn't feel like, oh, I'm just doing it for the money or whatever. I, it's like, no, I think she'd actually really put care into it and it would come out well. But I think that's um, the thing. It's like, she's such a great songwriter that it's like, well, then you're like, you're robbing us of an entire album of Mariah songs. Well, I mean, she could still do those versions as the, they're the remixes, yeah. the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I kind of agree with the whole soundtrack thing because I have always, when I've seen her talk about it, she's like, it is both the soundtrack 
and yes. the album. And I think it's a very similar thing to what happened with Spice World, which was technically the soundtrack, but no one ever thinks of it as the no, soundtrack. It's, it's an album. Yeah, it's and I think Mariah, you know, the things that she's talked about has made me feel about it in the same way. But the disjoint in moments yeah. does make you go, oh, I almost wish this was the soundtrack. Yeah. Which is a bit kind of random. And then she just took these songs and did more Mariah versions. So the songs where it's heavy features, maybe she just kicks someone off and yeah. does another verse or or just a little and then be like, it's a two track album, like a two CD album. One's the soundtrack for the movie and one is the solo yeah. Mariah version. I almost feel like. With, with still features, but not as much. So yeah, look, my main complaint with the album is simply the lack of Mariah. I just, there were moments that I was like, I want more Mariah. Um, So doing the two versions or something, like, would it just be a little more for me? Um, But still, as you say, it's more consistent than a lot of her. Absolutely, yeah. I I would happily put this on while I'm having dinner, even if friends are over, just chuck it on. It's on in the background. Um, It's got enough of a groove. I like that she's tried things that she's not done before, like um, the 80s kind of synthy. And stuff because she was 90, like she started in yeah. 1990. And as she said, she I mean, was kind but... of ahead of the curve with the 80s thing, like that came back oh, in yeah. a big way within about three or four years yeah. of this. But yes, I do think it sounded like Mariah's having a lot of fun, yeah, which I don't think I've heard from you know from her as consistently in a long time. And yeah, and look, the ballads I felt were really spread out well, like you said, the order of the album was maybe one of her best. Yeah. Um, and I genuinely enjoyed all of the ballads, I never felt like oh. You know, whereas, Why is this you know, seven emotions of her screaming. Well, yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and on emotions and music box in particular, there were so many yeah. that I was over them, even if they were quite good. Yeah. You just like, and you, I couldn't differentiate I, them. I, I accept um, that as a criticism and I reject it at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, I was surprised. I almost feel like at the moment, you know, Daydream is still my number one, but I feel like this, along with like the debut, Unplugged are sort of amongst the most sort of consistent that I would listen to happily just at random. Yeah. Um, I I need time for Rainbow and Butterfly to figure out where they want to go and then Emotions is somewhere out there. Um, but yeah, look, no, I did. I, I really enjoyed it. I was pleasantly surprised and I would like you to hit me with your favourite song. My favourite song? It's mm-hmm. reflection. I'm guessing it's, it's yeah. yeah the sun that you, obliterates all the other songs that I can't remember. What do you think my favorite song is? I think your favorite song is Buster Rhymes. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I didn't mean to turn you on. That is yes, I got it. <laughs> I really would normally not like I that. Know. Like there's something, but the ingredients were just right. You don't like, like that syncopated delivery. Like you kind it, of. I think it of, depends on. The melody yeah. that accompanies and there's something really urgent about it. And because you're right. And I think even um, Terry's backing vocals would normally annoy me, yeah. but there's just something that just, it's just right. Yeah. It's the ingredients in the right spot for, for my ear. And it makes me want to dance. Um, and it just screams eighties. <sighs> so it just made sense. And I didn't expect her to go that eighties. I honest. know. And it's pretty it's pretty like, damn. Well, it's literally the original yeah. track. And it, fe- it feels like a Shaka Khan song so much. I do love Shaka. Yeah. Like it feels like it, um, could be, it could sit alongside I'm Every Woman as, as sung by Whitney Houston. <laughs> there is. Have you seen that meme going around that 
someone's like, I'm a feminist. And someone responds saying, name every woman. <laughs> um, and then someone responds with Whitney Houston. And I and people keep sharing it. I'm like, I think Shaka, Shaka might want to have a word. <laughs> Even Whitney at the because, end of the song is like, Shaka Khan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shaka Khan. Um, so I'm like, don't, don't be erasing my Shaka. Um, and what is your least favourite from Glitter? Um, uh, look, it's probably... It's probably Want You, I think. Yeah, I have Want You. Yeah. It just, like you say, it was, it it ended up being less than the sum of its parts. It yeah. felt like it was going somewhere and it just kind of was, it was, it was like, a nice duet in the end. It was like we, you know, we got in the car, you know, we're, you're in the driveway, you get in the car and then you just sit there for nine hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought we were going somewhere. We're not. Yeah. Okay. Also, you know, <laughs> um, it's surrounded by some great vocal performances on some amazing ballads so it's it's kind of in a dark alley like it's not it's not crazy fun like you know funkin for jamaica or last night a dj saved my life and it's not introspective like reflections or twister and so it's it's the other just you know (laughs) and it's not it's not a highly produced glossy ballad like lead the way or never too far so it's just kind of yeah it's like even all my life has disco flute. Like you know, it, it just sort of has. All it's got going for it is Eric Benet, and he's yeah. difficult to look at when you're listening. Because <laughs> like when I hear Eric Benet, I'm like, oh, I'm going to look at some pictures of Eric Benet. Now I need to because I do know what he looks like, but I hadn't oh, thought yeah, about he's it. He's very pretty. Now I'm going <laughs> to. I was feeling mystical in oh, that yeah. video. All right, overall score, I'll go first. I, I I did the average and it came out at this and I thought about bumping it up, but I couldn't put it above Butterfly, you know, for fear of being shot in the mm-hmm. head. Um, so I've given it a 4.25 out of 5 and we'll see what happens. This could easily be above Butterfly. Like there are a lot that, of songs about Butterfly. It can drag the average down. I think that's the thing with Butterfly is... Like, it's like, is it 16? It's are, like a lot of songs. <laughs> there's a lot of... Yeah. The highs of Butterfly are so high and so interesting, mm. like The Roof and My All and um, Honey, that's on there, Butterfly. And I've really warmed to the song Butterfly yes. and there's some really good moments, but there's also a few that I just don't yeah. vibe with. Baby Doll, Dreadful, um, and a few others that, that do bring it down. So I feel bad, but we'll see. Look, you know, I'm just going to keep listening to them. Mm-hmm. As we go on, and I'll see which ones I revisit, but I feel like glitter is an easy one to revisit. Yeah, and because um, it's so consistent, like it, because yeah, you know, you just go all the way through. Like I, and again, there were so many surprises on here. I was like, oh, and I think, like, yeah. like I spoke about last week, I had some difficulty during this time with freaking out that you know Mariah was freaking out, and yeah, so I think I have some difficult memories with with this album. So going back to it, I was like, oh, that's right, all these songs, I love all these songs. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, and just the fact that yeah, that narrative was so strong, yeah. and yet you go back and you're like, it's really, it's like that that performance that Britney did at the VMAs. Oh yeah. If you go back and watch it, it's really not that bad. Yes, she doesn't really look like she wants to be mm-hmm. there, and that's fair enough. But it's not a train wreck. And, you, and, <laughs> and again, I think me. a lot of that was a narrative pushed by Sony. Yeah. Because they, yeah. you know, I can tell you from being at a radio station, when Sony comes in, like, that's the most important person to come into the radio station because they have so many people in their books. Like, it's yeah. like, right, what do you want us to play? <laughs> yeah, okay. Like, it's, 
you know, oh, you want us to push this? Sure. You want us to mention that about that <laughs> artist that's on the other label? Seems ugly, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so what is your score? Uh, it's an infinity. It's, disc- okay, it's disco infinity. <laughs> Where do you feel it ranks amongst the other Mariah albums? Um, look, I think it's like cons- it's consistently better than Rainbow. Like, I think there's a few black spots on Rainbow. Um, Ex girlfriend. Gosh, <laughs> <laughs> <Russian opposite>. um, <laughs> uh, Which is really catchy. That's I the know. one thing I'll give that song. I love, Damn, it's I catchy. Love but I think it's built on some of the, like what's been happening with, you know, Butterfly and then Rainbow. And then this is kind of, this is built on it, I feel like, better than Rainbow did. Like, you know, getting Snoop yeah. in, getting Buster Rhymes in, getting Ludacris in. Like it's, it's there's some mystical, like it's, it, there's some great guest features. And I love, like, this is kind of my era of music when I was a kid. Like I love this shit. Like there's. I didn't mean to turn you on also reminds me a bit of the Prince song controversy, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. Like it is just a banger. Um, so yeah, I, I, it, it gives me a lot of nostalgia as well as being a great Mariah Carey album. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like it's, it's kind of up there. It's up, up with the butterflies and, and the daydreams and the, the debut. And all of her albums. <laughs> I don't love I do. emotions. I like some of the yeah. songs on it. Yeah, and enough. I do love um, Music Box, even though that also has some ugly bumps in the road. It's got some plinky yeah. bonk. Um, I what I will say, having now talked about it and listened to it in the way I have, I think it works better as a soundtrack than as an album. Yep. It makes more sense as a soundtrack having the features because there are many songs that feel like. Jar or Buster or Mystical or Eric feet Mariah as if she's curated it. It's the soundtrack. That makes more sense to me than saying it's her next studio album, which I think they maybe tried to capitalise and say it's both. Do you Um, know what I do love just from a progression and evolution of Mariah? Like I thought when she and Walter Afanasiev kind of split up, I was like, oh, maybe this is the end of the big Mariah ballad. And yeah. so they matched her up with David Foster and Diane Warren for Rainbow. And, you know, they did not work well together. Um, they produced a couple of decent songs, but yeah. they obviously had some problems in the way they work. And hearing an Afanasiev song and Mariah with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis doing a ballad on here. And I actually think the Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis ballad works better than Lead the Way. I think uh-huh. Never Too Far is just has an edge on it as far as a big commercial ballad goes. And so it kind of makes you feel like, oh, okay, she can still make these without Walter. Yeah. Like, See, I think My All did that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't think that was with him. But it was a different kind of ballad. I thought that was like it. her last... I thought that was the last one she wrote with him. Oh, no, it was yeah. Snuffleupagus. Yeah, because I remember she but said she it was the last said, no, no, no. one they did together. Yeah. Right. And she's like, you're not allowed to actually do anything on this. I'm going to tell yeah. you. All right. I think that does it. <laughs> is everywhere it's in every nook and cranny (laughs) as it does (laughs) 
I don't I don't even want to speculate where I'll find it. <laughs> Buster has has vibrated into places you don't even want to know about. <laughs> um, all right, well we are almost home. Uh, so next week uh, we are going to, and probably for the next six weeks, um, we are going to watch the film Glitter and we are going to tear it into pieces and rebuild it into something even better than it was before. Absolutely. And it was almost perfect. Like, um, We don't know what's going to happen here. We, we are don't. Gonna, it'll be an extra long post synopsis. Yeah. It'll be like my video synopsis <laughs> reads and, and then... And Fab will just interject and, when we need to and, and we'll see how long it goes And for. here is a fun game to play if you're watching Glitter to watch along with us um, is where is the glitter stripe? Billy has an idiosyncratic bit of makeup that she wears in various oh. different places in different scenes and it is one of my favourite things to do in the movie because <laughs> I have seen it so many times. It's like, where's the glitter stripe? Where's, there it is, there it is, drink! Uh, <laughs> Please drink responsibly. Uh, (laughs) So that is something to do when you're looking for it, and we will discuss the glitter stripes. (laughs) Um, But, yes, that will be an epic. uh, That will probably take us on for some time, and then we'll get back to the book eventually. (laughs) Yes. To the final section of me. I am a memoir, the meaning of the meaning of Mariah Carey. And that's, we're going to be emancipated finally. Finally. Um, well, thank you, darling. Big air kisses. Mm. Oh. Bye, Emily. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.